Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Okay, so um, I'm just uh, recording this for the benefit um, of uh, SpeakPipe, which is hosted on the Dumpty Dum website. Now, uh, Dumpty Dum is a fan podcast for Archer's listeners. Um, ironically, it takes longer each week to, uh, uh, to listen to that than it does the entire omnibus. Um, but one fantastic feature uh, that they've been plugging for the last few weeks is that they've been uh, really kindly promoting this conference. Um, and uh, so, you know, we wanted to sort of say hello back. Um, now, uh, on a weekly basis, the show starts, for those of you who don't listen to Dumpty Dum, um, uh, with people sending in a Dumpty Dum, which is them singing uh, Barwick Green and so on. Now, we believe that this might be the largest Dumpty Dum um, <laughs> that's happened. I'm hoping, actually, that people listening on the live stream will by now have directed their browsers to dumptydum.com, uh, opened up SpeakPipe, and be ready to sing along also, in the hope that the presenters can then splice together this kind of multimedia, um, very hyper-digital, uh, post-truth Dumpty Dum. Um, so... Uh, Exactly. It's fake news. None of this is really happening. We're all a figment of your imagination. Um, so, fine. Uh, for the benefit of Dumpty Dum listeners, for whom I'm obviously recording, uh, we're at the Archers, uh, Academic Archers Conference in Lincoln. Uh, it's the most fantastic Friday and Saturday that I've had in a very long time. And it's not even 10 o'clock in the morning. So, uh, I will uh, count us all in on something like a starting note. You can pick your own key if you would rather. Um, but here we go. One, two, three, four, dumpty 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 dum, dumpty dumpty dum, dum, dumpty 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 dum, dumpty diddly dum, dumpty diddly dumpty diddly dumpty diddly dum, dumpty 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 dum, dumpty diddly dum. Well done, everybody. This is Dumpty Dum. Show about the reality docu drama that is centered on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the spotless B and B that is Royfield Brown, and with me I have the sleeping bag on the floor of the cider shed that is Lucy Freeman. And the last part of our Grundy guaranteed money spinner folks is you. Now, this week's Dumpty Dum brought a tear to my eye. I don't know about I you, know. Lucy. Yeah, no, it really did. A tear to my eye. My chest puffed out with pride i sent it to my mum. i said mum, listen to this this is a culmination of three years worth of podcasting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a whole... be proud mum. <laughs> well my mum said well done son 
and well done Aww. to all of those people at the Academic Archers Conference in Lincoln. And also to me main side chick, Freya, because she's basically been the conduit for all of this. But uh, yeah, seriously, folks, that was just like proper awesome. It's going to go down in the Dumby Dum annals, isn't it, Luce? Yes. Awesome. So what does that mean exactly, go down in our annals? <laughs> Well, I was just debating whether or not we could make an annals joke, but we can't. So let's just move on. We will. Lucy, somebody yes. else wants to go to a conference based around the <laughs> archers and get a whole group of people to sing a dumpty dum. How can they do that? If you would like to sing us a dumpty dum, leave us a plot prediction or entirely vanish for a week midway through a gin still installation, call us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs, uh, Shed Code for sponsoring us, and to Derek for the back bedroom. Um, if you've been on his Twitter feed, which is uh, Greaves17, um, he uses a pseudonym for obvious reasons. Um, you'll know Derek has been to Beavertown for the first time this weekend. Um, <laughs> he particularly enjoyed the dark purpley one with the frothing head and the beer wasn't bad either. Hey, hey. well done you. <laughs> um, on this week's episode, we haven't got that many calls. So that's going to no, be we lots of talk about historical battles. Oh, maps. Oh my God, Lucy. I tell you, I actually properly cried tears. No, you'll like this. You'll like this. Uh, but anyway, sorry, folks. I need to come back on onto onto the matters in oh, hand. Oh, right, they're with a spoon and the and the, all the accents. No, but uh, but I t- I tell you, oh. my God. All right on this week's episode, we have calls from Bly Spirit, who thinks that harassment might be taking things a little too seriously. Naked Fingers, who's probably been on the source, who thinks that Miranda's a monster <laughs> with a spoon who thinks there's been a U-turn. Couldn't agree with you more, sir. And Goddess Diva, who loves a bit of loathsome Miranda. But first, before all of that, before I tell you all about the film Lion and how it made me cry real manly tears, it's Juicy Lucy Freeman's Week in Ambridge. Jennifer is planning a party akin to a Babylonian orgy. We're going to show Miranda Elliot, said Jennifer. (laughs) Aha, said Brian cleverly. I've worked it out. This is all about Miranda Elliot, isn't it? We're going to keep the party local and lovely, said Jennifer. So lucky old Miranda can look forward to one of Tom's sausages atop an upcycled (laughs) scone washed down with a glass of Grundy cider wrung out of Joe's truss. The replies to the home farm invitations are coming in thick and fast. Thick and fast. Oh, Chris Carter and Alice. Uh, Miranda (laughs) is struggling with Ambridge's 24-hour party culture. The poor cow is wandering (laughs) around Borthwich and desperately trying to find something to do. She's got Justin under constant surveillance, but once she'd locked him in the downstairs lavatory with a copy of Top Gear magazine, she went to Underwoods. Lillian had ransacked (laughs) the cork wedge and satin undercracker department and eaten all the olives. She went to the pub, drank some of what they pretend is Shiraz. It's not really Shiraz, as she quickly noticed. It's Ribena, but Kenton stuck a plaster over the label and written Shira on it. But Lillian was in there too, showing Jolene the lingerie she got out of the reduced to clear box. The stains should come out if I put it on a bull wash with a bit of bleach and I'll just use loads of Febreze, darling. <laughs> Miranda had a whinge. Miranda had a whinge at the lack of culture in Ambridge. Oh, Miranda, check out Clary's rubber gloves at the dairy. There's bloody loads of it in there. 
Then, in an effort to avoid Lillian's stalking, she stumbled... Then, in an effort to avoid Lillian's stalking, she ambled over to the stables to annoy Shula. Miranda suggested that Shula could install hot showers. I prefer rubbing down the old-fashioned way, Shula said. Yes, said Miranda, but you don't off punk a bit. Have you never heard of Sanex? Mm-hmm. Still at the stables, Anisha was complaining about a rude client. I've learnt to take no notice of bigotry, said Alistair, the white, wealthy, middle-class, privately educated, middle-aged professional. Yes, it must be hell for you, Alistair. Your idea of bigotry is when you suspect Waitrose of deliberately running down the Stitchelton. Harassment Mm. Burns has added cardboard ripping to his busy policeman's life of bunting, hunting and managing the cricket team. He hasn't found the bunting and the cricket team hate him, but he's dead, dead good at cardboard. He's decided to field a mixed team next season, he says. I think he's talking about cricket, but it could be a really involved euphemism. The driving lessons with Freddie are not going tremendously well. Every time Kenton asks him to find the biting point, Freddie bites him. He can't tell he's left from his right, and he says a three-point turn isn't called a three-point turn anymore. Apparently, it's called a backy-forward, backy-forward, backy-forward crash. (laughs) At first, Kenton thought that Freddie was having a problem with a girl and said, whatever you've done, I've done it with bells on, which sounds both noisy and uncomfortable. Who is he? Timothy Claypole. Anyway, Kenton has agreed to wear a Jules gilet, a neckerchief and a bowden skirt to impersonate Elizabeth at parents' evening. He's going to look like Mrs. Doubtfire. Nope, can't see anything going wrong with that as long as he steers clear of tents. In another scheme that is just absolutely bound not to fail in any way, shape or form, Eddie has decided that we're sitting on a little gold like Clary Love and they should open a B&B. This all came about because of the departure of Big Eric and Bex, who had such a lovely time when they stayed. No, not that Eric and Bex, the other ones. You know, the ones we think we like because we always think they're the ones in the Volvo, but it's not them. It's the other ones. You do know they've got a dashend and his mother's in a wheelchair. She can't stick prawns and he looks a bit like Ian McCaskill. You do know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Clary pointed out that it wasn't their gold mine to be sitting on and said, absolutely not. No way, Jose. Forget it. No. Yet. So the first guests will arrive soon to enjoy the Grundy's unique blend of overcrowding ferrets and faux bonhomie. The comedy opportunities of the Grundy's operating outside their social sphere is just the gift that keeps on giving. How long will it be before Joe clambers into a guest's bed or loses his ferrets? Oh, hold my aching sides. The end. Oh, I quite enjoyed that this week. We didn't have you last week, Lucy. Pardon? We didn't have you last week doing this. The round. I know, love. I wasn't here. I know. I missed it. So I'm trying to say. Oh, I see. Good heavens, woman. Take, take a compliment. Was... You, you can take this. Sorry, I'm, I'm British. Just... I don't. I can't take a compliment <laughs> a little bit too far. If you were closer. I'd have punched you. Sorry. <laughs> I think I. Just... I thought you meant I was supposed to have sent one from New York or something. I don't know no. What you're on about. No. I'm just saying it. The, the show wasn't the same without you. Some people might say it was better. Oh, thanks. But I disagree. I just yes. say it was different. I think some people did say it was better, actually. But anyway. We had a proper lovely chat, I tell you. I know. You and Hardy reminiscing about Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you hear what he said about Jill? No. He fan- I haven't got to that bit yet. What? He said he, he fancies he's... Jill. Yeah. And I went, I beg your pardon. And then me, I said, well, yeah, you know, back in the day, he see pictures of Jill uh, in the 60s and 70s. And she's, she's, a, she's a saucy lady. So I said, oh, yeah. And she went, he went, no, now. Oh, oh. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's unusual. Yeah. He, 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 <laughs> like, he likes to be controversial, that chap. I'd say, I'd say, there's 
significant proportions of our chat didn't make the podcast. That's all I'm <laughs> going to say. <laughs> I am not joking. Whereas verbatim, whatever crapola you and I say makes the show. No, sir. Yeah. The, the sensor's <laughs> knife needs to go back. Yeah, he, he's a proper proper fire starter, that one, I tell you. He's like, oh, goodness. Yeah. So anyway, New York, how was it? <laughs> it was fantastic. And the Dumpty Dummers were just lovely. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Now, before we come on to it the Dumpty very, Dummers. It was very, very strange mm. sitting there talking about Ambridge in Manhattan. And it was just nuts, really. But just really, really friendly and lovely and they were all so can't keep thinking of words that aren't lovely but there was just they were just everybody was very warm and friendly and and i felt very welcome and it was like i'd known them for ages which was really odd considering that. well they all they um, all think that they know you because you're with them i know but we live to the dumpty dummers don't we so we feel like we know them too it's true yeah. that but then again there must have been a few that hadn't ever called her in or a din that were there no, there was Jenna, but Jenna has email her in a ridge. Oh, what? She came down from Canada. Am I getting my... You're getting your Jenna's model. Oh. She's from Brooklyn. Okay, right. Smashing. And the Norwood Club's lovely, isn't it? Very nice. Mm. Very nice. Well and done, Angus, handsome husband. Angus goes up and down in the lift. Basil <laughs> right. would have had a fit. He'd have been quivering on the floor. But no, just Angus just leaps in and leaps out and at the appropriate floor and everybody knows him and... Uh, he runs through and everyone shouts, hi, Angus, and he goes zooming past. He's ace. Oh, awesome. Um, what was the weather like? Because it's been unseasonably mild generally this winter in New York. Well, I think you could say mild was not what it was when we were there, although oh, every taxi driver we talked to said, oh, my God, you should have been here last week and to try and tell us that how, how actually warm it was now compared with how it was before. Um, but it was you snowy. Know, do you know, I always say you're really good at accents. I know I can't do a New York accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep them, keep them to the British side of the Atlantic. Good heavens, woman. <laughs> right. So, yes. good, good uh, time yeah. was had by all, yeah. basically. Really lovely. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I missed you. Hardeep thinks you're oh. wonderful. Uh, it would be nice to have a monologue, but you needed to spend the time in the Big Apple in the bosom of your family, didn't you? You needed, you needed a break. Yes. Yeah. Yes, in the bazookas of my family, I did. Absolutely yes. wonderful. Now, I was distressed, as was many, many a listener to the Archers last week. That miscarriage. Holy mm. moly loose. Do you know, can we play with a spoon's call quickly? Why don't we play it at normal speed? Why do we need to play it quickly? <laughs> I mean, why can we play it now, I mean? All right. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Mercy Greetings Lucy Royfield, Millie Bell And all Dumpty Demers around the world With the Spoon and Angus Haggis here We're still basking in the glow of the great meetup We had on Monday But more on that later First, the week started off sadly With the real life death of Sarah Coward Then Kirsty's miscarriage, which was very jarring as well. It was as if the scriptwriters decided to make a U-turn in the middle of a story. 
There had been so much anticipation about whether Tom and Kirsty would eventually get back together, or would they wind up raising their child in separate but cooperative households. Was this miscarriage planned all along, to add one more shovel full of crap to the mound of misery at Bridge Farm? Or did the writers decide that they had made a mistake, and that little Henry and Jack shouldn't be blessed with a cousin after all? Last Friday, I did some calculating and concluded that the unborn baby was exactly 22 weeks post-conception, old enough that if he were delivered alive, he could be whisked away by helicopter to a NICU in Birmingham, and we would have a micro-preemie storyline. The podcast Radiolab did an excellent and very moving exploration of this topic last year. Alas, it was not to be the case. So on to happier thoughts. This week's other events showed how great it is to be an Archers fan and a Dumpty Dumber. First off, we didn't hear from Toby and Pip at all. We had a wonderful get-together of new and not-so-new friends in the Big Apple and got to meet the Grand Dame herself, the funny and very lovely Lucy. Meanwhile, Royfield was hosting the podcast with the very interesting and entertaining Hardeep. Then on Valentine's Day, Radio 4 had a great play, Hashtag Love, which was kind of like stepping through the looking glass, as we, the loyal, tweeting, social media-loving Archer's audience, were part of the fun. Lastly, Angus is especially looking forward to hearing the reports from this weekend's Academic Archer's Conference. We look forward to new insights into our favorite radio program. Until then, talk to you soon. I agree with a spoon and I think, do you know what? I had a snip and I do not, I am not, this is not coming from any place of, of, um, of knowledge because as we know, no one tells us nothing. But I would not be surprised if Kirsty, the actress that plays Kirsty, didn't pop up on some TV thing soon. Because I think that that miscarriage was not planned. I think that was a hurried U-turn and that she was intended. It was intended to uh, be Tom and Kirsty, uh, th- that they were going to raise the child together. And I, I agree with with, uh, with with the spoon and that it was a bit of an abrupt turnaround. Mm. And I think she's got a part in something and she's going to nick off. Mm. Do you think? And they couldn't let her do it with them. It would, they couldn't it, do it without her. Kirsty couldn't have a child without the actress being in the show. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think what you just said sounds eminently plausible. Uh, another reading of this is that this is the new script editor um, kind of, you know, exercising a little bit of uh, creative control, you know, and mm, saying... I, think, I think this is a ho- that would be a horrid way to do it. Really? Mm. Yeah. I don't, I just, mm, I don't know, there's something about it. It's kind of, yeah. Well, I, I suppose, doesn't, doesn't, mm. I suppose, right, it feels like an abrupt turn for us, but dare I say it, a miscarriage is, isn't it? I suppose you can see it coming sometimes, you know, uh, the poor woman can be ill and there might be some bleeding or, or whatever, but invariably, this is the way that it happens. Yeah. But I've got to say, you know, hats off in terms of, we know Annabelle Dowler can just act, 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 and some more. Mm. So. But, you know, uh, Roy uh, played a blinder. It was just a beautifully yeah. crafted a bit of writing. 
that was delivered by consummate actors. It was just amazing, and it made us all I, just I, like stop dead in our tracks, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, I do think actually Ian Pepperell mm. was was absolutely fantastic as Roy in that scene when he just did he did that kind of despairing "Oh, mate" to Tom. He just did not know what to say. And it, it, my I went all kind of blurry vision because it was just that kind of despairing. This is just, you know, when, you know, bad things happen and, and, and that there is no rhyme or reason to them and they just do. And that's where we are. And then I got all emotional again when Jazza was talking to Tom and said, look, bad things happen to good people. And, you know, you can't mm. let it sort of impact on everything and I just, I just think whoever wrote, I, uh, I can't remember the name of the writer, but um, the blokes talking, the, the sort of the, the it, it, sort of, it's, it's a completely different way that blokes talk about this stuff to each other than women do. Mm. Um, there's kind of a level of inarticulacy, but a, but a huge wealth of meaning behind what they do say. And I just I, I thought it was absolutely love, lovely. And I thought um, that Tom, Roy and Jazza all absolutely were absolutely equal to um, Annabelle Dowler in, in, in that episode, in, in no, uh, you, last week's episodes. You're, you're absolutely right. You know what we haven't done in a long time, Lucy? Oh, a clappy clap. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it was lovely. Very moving. I still think that Tom and Tom and Crust will end up together, mind you. But may- maybe yeah. that's uh... she just keeps saying we don't work, Tom. We don't work, don't, mm-hmm. doesn't she? Mm-hmm. And there were there were lots of clues uh, in the whole Jazza and Tom uh, conversation about Tom's real. Um, kind of emotional state vis-a-vis her and kind of mm. what had happened before, which I thought w- was rather brilliant. Um, yeah. I, I didn't mean at all to make this link, but there is a link with, though I didn't cry tears um, listening to that episode last Sunday, it absolutely did bring a lump to my throat, as it did to everybody. But Lucy, I cried real manly tears where i had to say to myself right no 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 um there's precipitation (laughs) (laughs) you know because it has been raining like the clappers the the flappy thing in front of your eyes like 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 um gwyneth paltrow does at the oscars oh no 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 stop stop the mascara running you have to let you do this stupid (laughs) flapping your hands around in front of your eye i don't know what it's supposed it doesn't have any effect at all but you see actresses doing it all the time it's ridiculous well (sighs) I tell you, every Oscars season, there's a whole load of uh, those Oscar Oscar uh, movies that are on the interwebs. And if you know where to find them, you can download them and watch them for free. And um, I'm sufficiently a cowboy when it comes to the internet. So I, I have my uh, illegal bits of software to download all these Oscar movies. And I've gone through them, done Fences, Hell or High Water, etc. Fences, great. Hell or High Water, I found that highly enjoyable which is uh, set in Texas, and uh, a couple of bank robbers. Just brilliant. Holy camoly, Lucy. Lion. I I can't remember the last time I cried at the end of a film. It is the most beautiful thing. And I suppose the tenuous link, which I was going to try and make before, is that um, he uses Google Earth. Google Earth is used as a as a tool for him to get back home. And obviously mm. me being a map freak. And again, I've got to thank everybody. This is becoming a real thing now. 
when any one of the dumb, any one of our dumb dumb listeners who happens to be on Twitter spots a map, they're like, right, Royfield, I'll, I'll you know, I will uh, <laughs> include Royfield in on the on this tweet. So thank you for that. So I've even now got um, a map of all the languages in Brooklyn um, from from Witherspoon. You know, I have got my superpower, my map superpower. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got that slight, yeah. slight, slightly wrong. Glyn Fuller Love is awesome he also has the same superpower as me and he spotted out spotted a little little error when we were looking at uh, witherspoon's um globe and i said it was pre-1956 but actually it was po it's 56 57 60 but anyway oh well that's it then it's all there over. you go there you go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway moving swiftly on i'm amazed that got through <sighs> oh coming back but this is serious thing folks i cannot recommend a film more than Lion. If you want to see a heartwarming film, which is uh, based on a true story, please watch this film. It's beautiful in the extreme. So the premise is it's a little boy uh, in India, he's five years old. He goes uh, to the train station with his brother and his brother's going to get him um, some sweets and he falls asleep on on the bench, wakes up in the middle of the night, is calling for his brother, um, steps out onto a train, falls asleep, before he knows it, he's a thousand miles away, and he's five. And he ends up getting adopted and grows up in Australia. And it's how he puts together um, the fragmentary bits of memories that he has of how he can actually find his mother and Holy cow, Lucy. The little boy that acts him, that plays him, is a beautiful human being from the inside out. And it's shot so beautifully in those slums in Calcutta. And you just feel this little boy's bewilderment because he's not only just a thousand miles away. He speaks Hindi and they speak Bengali. So he just doesn't understand at all what's going on. And he lives as a little street urchin for, for a couple of years. But that last scene, I, I, if you don't cry, you know what? You're not a human being. <laughs> Lucy, I was blubbing. It's beautiful. Please watch this film. Please watch it. If it doesn't win an Oscar, you know what? I will march down to that Oscar place and burn the fucker down. It has to win. It it means <laughs> so Oscar much. Place. That, what that you know that theatre that all happens and they're all in their ball gowns and everything. It deserves to win. It's about family. It's about motherhood. It's about brothers. It's about resilience. It's about love. He's got so much heart, Lucy. I'm telling you, I cried myself to sleep. You know, saying, you know, anyway, shall we have some caller inners now? Because I, you I, soppy, no, Lucy, you, but to I, it was beautiful. You know, me and my superhero nonsense, and and I love him. Yeah. And what was lovely was so not really a plot spoiler, but he. Um, he's told about this thing called Google Earth and he stares at it and he stares at it. And, and that's kind of how he figures out where exactly he, he was from. But my God, my God, Lucy, that last scene. And then when they go into the whole and here's the real footage 
of his uh, actual real Australian family and his real mother in India. Oh, Jesus. Gone. I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Lion. What, however you do it, folks. Yes, just go and go see watch it. it. Stop, go watch it. Royfield up. Go and see it, please. Thank you. Hello, Ambridge 3962. Who's first, Lucy? Um, who is first? That's a good question. Um, let's have... Well, technically speaking, who's let's... second? Eh? Well, we've had Witherspoon. What? Pardon? We... We've had Witherspoon, yes. Uh, Blythe Spirit. All right. Hello, Dumpty Dum, Blythe Spirit calling. Well, before I go any further, I just wanted to pay respects to Sarah Coward and to say that she will be very greatly missed. And in the story, I do hope that Caroline will carry on for at least a little while, having a wonderful time in Tuscany. But the main reason I called in this week, though, is because I've got more beef than the Brookfield herd. Am I the only person who's finding quite a few of the characters rather irritating? Anisha, yeah, really irritating. Harrison, former positive policeman, now whiffling on about the village cricket team like he's having a breakdown over selecting the, the England first 11. Honestly, Harrison, get over it. Freddie's whiffling on about his maths. Lillian's in La La Land and heading for a fall. Pat's wringing her hands. But the person who is really driving me crazy, actually there's two. Number one, Eddie Grundy. When is that man going to stop grifting? And when is he going to start showing Oliver and Caroline the respect that they really deserve? That man never flies in formation. He puts Clary through no end of blooming problems. Eddie, just leave it alone. Be honest for a change. Be nice to people. You're always trying to duck and dive and it's getting boring. My main beef, though, is with Kenton. I don't know what's happened to him over the last year, but he hasn't defended his mother against Toby. He really didn't believe what was going on with Helen. He took Rob's side. He didn't ban Rob from the bull when he attacked Emma. And now he's colluding with Freddie to lie to his mother, his own sister, of course, Kenton's sister, about something as important as a maths GCSE, which could really affect his future prospects if he doesn't get that exam. And, oh yes, he's taken both Lily and Freddie out in a car, teaching them to drive when learners are not supposed to carry passengers. So he's even breaking the law. Script writers, please do something about this. We love Kenton as a lord of misrule and a master of fun. But he's becoming a figure of fun and there's a massive disconnect here. Please do something about it. Anyway, that's it from me. I hope all's well and everyone's fine. Cheers now. Bye. Oh, Blythe Spirit. Everyone's always irritating. That's why we love it. Um, I, d- I think Kenton's being pretty much according to type. I mean, he's always been a... He just doesn't think things through, does he? He's a creature of impulse. Yes, Lord of Misrule. Um but you know he's never he, he would all he's always the sort of person that would that would collude with Freddie to lie to Elizabeth because he's a big kid himself he's got no idea that you know a duff GCSE would actually stop Freddie going to university but please God don't try and make Freddie go to university he'd hate it it's completely the wrong environment he needs to go out oh no he wants to be a town planner or something ludicrous doesn't he but um yes I, I think what's Kenton ludicrous is about much... being a town planner. Nothing. It just seems very odd for somebody who's the scion of a fam- of a of a sort of local noble family and lives in a sodding great country estate surrounded by parkland with a father who's an ecologist 
is going off to go and design semi-detached houses in Kidderminster. But I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> town planners think... don't don't design houses. There might zone oh, no. areas for residential use, but you don't actually design houses. Oh well, there you go. Then he's just going to become one of those and zone things for residential use, and then and then argue with Linda Snell for the rest of his adult life. Um. So I don't reckon that she that he is that uh, Kenton is being that unkentonish. I think he's always been a little bit like that. Like I agree Kenton. about the banning Rob though. I can't believe I can't. I found it difficult to swallow the fact that he didn't ban Rob after Rob had a go at Emma, um, mm. because he just sort of said to him, "We well, did." Yeah, so he said, "Get out tonight," didn't he? Go and go and sober up or get out or something. But he didn't actually say. And don't come back. But you know and what, Jolene, I was going to say, Jolene... Could... Spot. Yeah. yeah, but still, but Jolene would have heard what happened and Jolene didn't do it. No, no, it was quite odd. But I suppose they had to have somewhere for him to go because otherwise nobody would ever see him in a group, would they? Because he'd been barred from everywhere else. Even the shop wouldn't let him in. Um, so he had to be somewhere. Mm. Um, yes, that's it. Should you do Naked Fingers now? Why not? Hello, Dumpty Dummers. It's Naked Fingers here. I'm on White Wine tonight, and it's Friday. Time for my regular call-in. And what struck me about tonight's Friday episode is that um, we had contrasting characters there, didn't we? We had the seemingly genteel woman of the city, who is actually an utter monster, and that's Miranda. God, wasn't she egregious? Terrible snob tonight. Terrible snob. I would never put up with such a thing. Never. And then we had Jazza, who is a bit rough, but he's got a heart of gold. And that scene between Tom and Jazza in the pub, I mean, at the farm, he called him out on his shit and then said, if you've got any sense, you'll come to the pub. A wise head on drunken shoulders there, Jazza. Good for you. I did share a, I did, I did shed a manly tear. I nearly did then too. Now, speaking of uh, good male friends, I have to say hello to my work colleague, Simon Thompson, who I have to tell you all, I didn't know, I've known him for 10 or 12 years now, um, I didn't know until about six months ago that he listens to The Archers all the time. So guess what? I told him about Dumpty Dum, and now he's a regular listener. So, hello, Simon. Hope you're enjoying this. Take care. See you for coffee. Bye. Naked Figures, I think you shed a manly bottle of white wine. I think you were leaking <laughs> semi-en chardonnay rather than um, manly tears. Um, yes, it was lovely, the scene between Tom and Jazza. And hello to Simon, and thank you for introducing Simon to us. We hope you are enjoying it, Simon. If not, feel free to have strong words with Naked Fingers on uh, tomorrow morning. Um, oh, and now we have Goddess Diva. Hi, Dumpty Dum. Goddess Diva here. Um, really in to say hello and to say how much, even though I am Team Lillian and will always be Team, team Lillian, I am loving Miranda. She's hateful and loathsome. She's like Ursula Titchener, but without the redeeming features. Keep going with this one. And 
So we started to see a little bit of a vulnerable side. I don't care much for that. Much like a lukewarm amuse bouche, I, I'd rather just see her as a villain. We've been missing Ursula, we've been missing Hazel. We haven't seen Hazel really for a long while. That's rotten, nasty, slippy. And um, yeah, loving Miranda. She's just horrible. Move over, Kate Madikani. There's a new cow bag in town. Okie dokie. Love you all loads. Got to Steve her out. I know. Miranda is ace, but I am starting. I know I shouldn't, and I know she's horrid, and we're all team Lily, and rah, rah, rah. But I am starting to feel a bit sorry for her. She is very well aware that she is being made a total laughingstock. Everybody knows, including Jennifer, who is, you know, trying to suck up to her. To You know, Jennifer wants it both ways. Jennifer doesn't want... She is perfectly happy knowing that her sister is rogering Miranda's husband, but she still can't bear the idea that Miranda might look down her nose at them. You know, you can't have it both. If you've decided, yes, this is okay. I'm going to 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 just uh, ignore this and accept that my sister is is um is sleeping with someone else's husband. Fine, but then accept that that you can't then be friends with the with the wife you know you cannot have it both ways one or the other but jennifer is so anxious to kind of appease everybody and make sure that uh, people in power like her that she's uh, she's sort of i don't know there's something really unsavory about it and i'm at it's making me actually feel sorry for miranda who is an absolute witch but uh yeah i can't really <laughs> yeah well what it is i mean no am i over oversensitive or not no 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 um it, it is all slight slightly bizarre um and you know what, that what she of, sees a wistfulness to miranda you know where she sort of said oh no i'm spoke after after um anisha had put her foot in it and said oh no i saw i saw you know lillian in the pub with 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 justin they've been in i've seen them a few times and then she said i'm justin's wife and then she said anyway i've got to go and buy my valentine's card now you could just sort of imagine her stumping off in her barber thinking, bloody hell, you know. The only, do you know one thing I did think about all of this, trying to understand really what's going on, is that Jennifer, for years, has accepted Bryant's infidelities, hasn't she? Mm, yeah. And for her, these things happen, and what you've got to do is get on. You just get on. These things happen. As long as you don't play it out too much in, in the open, it's fine. You can be There can be no negotiated around. And if you think about her perspective that way, it makes much more sense, her acquiescing yeah, to this. Yeah, that's you true. Know, you know, yeah. this, ho- this whole yeah. thing. So yeah. that way, it, it kind of made sense for me. And then, as you kind of alluded to as well, uh, you said it's you know, people in power. He says that she sees Miranda completely as a social equal, doesn't she? So she wants the curry favour with her. And also yeah, the fact yeah. that she's up from London. So she has this air of sophistication yeah. as well. So, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I'm, I'm, do- I'm a little bit worried about our Lillian in all of this, though. On the one mm-hmm. hand, she seems to be able to handle it. And then on the other hand, she she is she does yeah these pangs. Well, there's of a bit. Of, I and... think there's a little bit of me thinks the lady does protest too much. You know, she's always telling everybody how absolutely fine she is with this, and no, she wouldn't like it any other way. No, she's absolutely fine about it. And you think, mm. Mm, really, you wouldn't keep? I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't. I don't know. But there's. 
you know, when when arrangements get cancelled constantly, when, you know, the person can't be there for your birthday or for Christmas or for, you know, whatever, holidays and all that, it's sort of it it rapidly loses its its appeal it's not all you know running around people's gardens in a in a negligee and wellies you know it's there's a lot of very boring hanging around i think mm. which uh is is soon going to lose its attraction and by the sound of it miranda is not going back again is she you know she's she's copped on to the fact that um uh, justin is is being quite blatant about about uh, Lillian so she's thinking right well then I have no choice but to just stay here I don't want to but it's either that or be made to look a laughing stock so that's what I'm going to have to do mm. it's a horrible situation for all of them what <laughs> Should we do for, for email Justin, her in now? horrible for Justin uh, well kind well no maybe not because he's so amoral he probably doesn't feel guilty in the slightest does he hmm but, you know, he's a bit spineless, isn't he? So he's forever saying to Miranda, oh, yes, darling, no, darling. Yes, I quite see, darling. Da, 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 da. Um, and then he's apologising. He's just apologising to everybody, which is not a, not a good way to be, really, is it? Not for your for your for the inner man. Not great. Um, yes, can we Lucy. do it? Email her in, Oh, yes. Why not? Uh, you know, Christine and Stephen, who are doing their. Um, yes, uh, bike ride. Their, their mammoth bike ride. Yes. Well, she said. We managed to successfully complete our cycle ride to Houston. No problem, apart from being repeatedly attacked by dogs in Texas. Now, you see, to me, that would be a problem. But anyway, for visa reasons, we did a side trip to Costa Rica and so much better than being chased by vicious dogs, staying on in <laughs> Central America for a while. In Panama, about to take bus to Nicaragua. I'm slightly worried that we're the only people who know where they are. If there's a problem, someone will alert the authorities. But anyway, <laughs> concerning the archers, surely Brian's proposed purchase of land from a company he is chair of after negotiating only with Justin, the chair of the main shareholder, without it going to the market to establish a fair price is dodgy. Yes. Also, who would lay out over two million quid without thinking of the effects of Brexit on the cost of the land if purchasing at the moment? Regards, Christina Stephen. Very true. I am sure Cosmo will have an answer to that. Cosmo is in a constant state of despair about the way Damara <laughs> continues its business. In fact, we were talking, the New York Dumpty Dumbers and I mm. were talking about uh, the fact that what has exactly happened with Barrow Farm? Is it like the Mari Celeste? Just this abandoned, you Me know, shell of a building? Of a mega dairy. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Are there, did the cows go? Are there, or are there skeletal cows wandering around? Wandering <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's going to be like, it's this huge thing that's just, you know, taken over a whacking great chunk of the village and now there's nobody in it. It's these abandoned buildings. Are we just going to pretend it was never there? I don't know. Uh, Andrew Richards. Now, he needs a recap. Oh, whoa, voice. whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, you do him. this constantly, right, where you just, like, blithely march off like oh, some sorry. bloody school headmistress. Saying, Come march. on, every Yes, exactly. Come on, everybody. Whoa, whoa. No. Listen, well, stop. Stop and enjoy the surroundings. Now, listen. I've got a PTA meeting at 6.30. No, Nicaragua. So oh. I tweeted a picture that I was by the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. And... Stick that in your, in your craw, everybody, and look at that view. And uh, she came up and trumped me. She says, well, I'm in Nicaragua. And look at my oh. view. Just saying. And that's what I was waiting to say whilst you were 
oh, careering sorry. through that email. And then I said, so what's that? Um, is that the Pacific or is that the Caribbean? Oh, look at Andrew. No, it's a, it's a lake because Nicaragua is famous for all its lakes. It looked absolutely gorgeous, Lucy. Gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. Love Me them, and Susan pair. Ray went to see uh, David Sedaris do one of his um, livey, livey shows. Mm-hmm. And he does this very, very funny thing about Nicaragua and how uh you can spot somebody's academic credentials by how exaggeratedly they say Nicaragua and <laughs> really they kind of really spanish it up to sort of the, to prove how pc they are and all that and he said it can get more and more um kind of extended so it's Nicaragua in the end and he said um and just after that uh, about three days later, Susan was giggling her head off and then she had to read the news and it appeared in the news. And I thought, please don't laugh because I thought she I wonder if she's going to go. Nicaragua, I was like, it's <laughs> but she managed to control herself. Um, oh, uh, yes, I, just I just want to just bring bring this back because we need to slightly fill for a little bit of time this week. Right. Uh, I saw. A no, review. We've got so many. We've got so many emails. OK, this will be quick. This will be really quick. Right, and I've got a governor's meeting, but yes. Okay, this is going to be super quick. Right, Um, (laughs) there's a review of Lion by a reviewer, funnily enough, and he isn't fulsome in his praise for this. Oh, and you should see the comments, folks. Just go into Variety.com, type in Lion, and then look at the read read the review, then look at the comments summed up by this is the worst film review i've ever seen i came away i came away thinking if this movie doesn't move you to tears you must be a sociopath and a and a psychopath you know what never a truer line in terms of a comment put on a movie has ever been penned please when i've been talking film. about lillian have you been googling reviews of no Lion? no i just it was just up because I said to myself, we're going to start Dum Dee Dum. I need to mention this. And I was going to mention the name of the actor. So, so that's oh. all, it's, it was already there. And I haven't oh. at all. But it's Dev Patel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. He was in um... Slumdog. <laughs> la, 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 la. Slumdog. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and many other things besides. But my God. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say Yak's out of his skin in this. Um, he doesn't. Um, and the plot in and of itself is relatively uh, thin, but it's just what the film means and represents and just the reunion. Holy camoly. Anyway, um, emails. Come on, Lucy, you've got a governor's meeting. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Richards, he needs you to recap, Royf. He yes. says, uh, I've not called in before, mm-hmm. but I've heard enough first-time caller inners to know that there are rules that one must abide by. Ah, well, I, I, well how long should the message be? What no info more than must two we minutes. include? Where can I find these rules? Uh, Cosmo and who gets to choose my caller inner name. All right, you choose your own caller inner name. Okay, it's uh, but your call. Yes, yeah, yes. you whatever you want to call yourself is whatever you call yourself. And the reason yeah, it's why usually what people's names are, are on Twitter. On Twitter, exactly. That's the reason why some people have uh, funny names like Blythe Spirit or Goddess Diva. Um, so that's that. No, Goddess Diva is actually christened Goddess Diva. Uh, I think you'll find that's incorrect. That's fake news, Lucy. Fake. That's an alternative <laughs> fact. <laughs> um. Poor uh, Dumpty Dum. It has no listeners. Very bad. Poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the failing podcast Dumpty Dum. <laughs> the man's a nut. 
Jesus, don't start <sighs> me, Lucy. Do not start me on Donald J. Trump. Cosmo is actually writing up, is codifying the rules. Literally, he as we podcast, he Cosmo. says, very... he, has he? No, but Trump has. Small hand. <laughs> Carry on. As we podcast, Cosmo is actually codifying all of the rules and has actually given them to somebody for them to try out on, on a caller in or a call. Uh, and he says, depending on how they get on, then I'll actually post them to dumdydum.com. So, yeah, I love Cosmo. Oh, he takes these things thorough. very seriously. When it's the end of the world, I, I think Cosmo will be leading us to safety. I think I want his mobile number. Um, yes, right. Leslie Greaves. She is complaining because I whizzed through the phone number so fast. She couldn't make SpeakPipe work or and she couldn't hear the phone number because I did it so quick. Anyway. She doesn't understand Lillian's attitude to Rob and the flood. Her friends and family were affected by it and she's just brushed it off. Mm. Surely it's corporate crime. She and Justin are culpable if they try and cover it up. What happens when Linda finds out she's going to sue their asses off for the stress of losing scruff? Never mind poor Frida. If Damara are sued for millions, Brian might be able to buy all the land for a snip. Again, this seems to have gone quiet. Pat seems to have sort of forgotten that she ever knew that there was a reason why... Um, Helen could get rid of Rob so successfully mm. you know because Helen said to him I know I know what happened I know what happened and I know that you weren't a hero you were you know the cause of it some of it Um, but everything you know she's what we sort of suspected might happen seems to have happened in that Pat's now just been sort of uh, consumed with um, well, the Tom and Kirsty thing and looking after Helen, she's kind of forgotten that bit. So maybe it will restart later. Um, but yes, it's all gone very quiet, annoyingly, because that would have been a lovely way of, uh, you know, of of, of churning up the whole um, uh, Justin and Brian thing. But it, yeah, it's just all gone quiet. And in fact, Brian stopped chirping on about the the land grab, hasn't he? Well, I suppose we've had other things to contend ten with this week, but yeah. um, but the party we we have had it kind of rumbling in the background because the party is to celebrate that, really, isn't it? You know, Jennifer, Ooh, let's yeah. have a party. Yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, who have we got now? Ah, now this is Die Quick, who I met <laughs> in. What are you laughing at? You. Ah, ooh, ah. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> cat in a hot tin roof. <laughs> <laughs> this is Di who I met in New York and she's lovely um, she describes herself as a recent dumpty dum acolyte and thank god I found you in the post inauguration world you're one of the few things that makes me laugh on a regular basis um, I think actually we could probably thank Donald Trump because I think a lot of our American listeners are uh, appreciating the levity of entering a fictional world that is actually safe rather than the fictional world that that lunatic's trying to create uh, that is wildly unsafe. Anyway, mm. um, she was born in Scotland and brought up in England and she's lived in Brooklyn uh, for many years. Uh, she says this is the, the five stages of Archer's addiction Ooh. to be checked by Witherspoon to ensure accuracy. Stage one, awareness. 1960s and 70s. Whoa, 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 whoa. Has Witherspoon what? actually penned an academic psychoanalytical paper about the five stage, stages of Archer's listenerdom? Have I no, missed Diana. something here? No, no but, Diana had. But, 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 why, but why does Witherspoon need to check it for accuracy? 
Because it's like the five stages of grief that you get in psychotherapy. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you cleared that up. All right. I'll just like, I'm just going to sit you back, sit, sit, sit on me coffee and just uh, take this all in. All right. Smash it. Go on. Awareness, 1960s mm. and 70s, archers in the background as my mum and granny listened. Yep. Stage two denial was the college years where she moved <laughs> to America and forgot Stay about the archers. Stage uh, three was rediscovery, mm-hmm. which was internet radio coming into her uh, home in New York um, and discovering it, the omnibus, on Sunday morning at 5 a.m. She mm-hmm. gets up very early. We talked about things very early. Uh, stage four, love, where she finds a podcast, podcast and she can download and listen to one episode at a time on the subway going home every night. Mm-hmm. And stage five, five, obsession, which is discovering the arts on social media, uh, the Facebook Archers page, the Plarchers, greatly missed, and finally Dumpty Dum. And now she's forgotten all her other podcasts, and it's pretty much the Archers and Dumpty Dum. There's another stage, though, isn't there? Really, sectioning. <laughs> well, before sectioning, right? There's the kind of the, the everybody has it at some point. You get angry because you're so involved with it, aren't you? And yes. some storyline. Yes. yes, resentment at the way that they're manipulating yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. That, and, yeah, and you're really annoyed that they... It's, it's the, the the Rob and Helen story, isn't it? I don't want to feel like this. It's not nice. It's not fun. I don't like it. But I can't stop listening. True that. But yeah, I, I think that's pretty good. What was mm. she like? Was she nice? Was she lovely? Lovely. Really uh... nice. Yes. They all were. Wish I was there. Now, do you remember I, I said we're going to have a better meetup over here? Yeah. I've done naff yeah. all about it. I've had two people email me. I've had Audrey Ann. I've had Jennifer Reba. I've had about three people say, uh, oh, is it happening this weekend? So this weekend's actually come and gone. So um, maybe in two weeks' time. But I'm really going to put my back into it and we're going to have a bigger and better event than your little it can't. damp squib of a <gasps> meal you. with your coast elite friends, whatevs. All right, have we, have we done all the emails now? Because I've got things uh, that I uh, need to do today. Yes, we have. Because it's President's Day over here and yeah. I've got the President's Podcast to finish. Right, oh. let's come back. Now, folks, um, I'm going to say this. By the time this show goes out, fingers crossed... There should be an episode of Walkie Talkie. This is kind of my fault, not Lucy's. Um, there's wheels. There's wheels and motions. And you can't just release a podcast nowadays. It's got to go to podcast uh, The wheels have got to go over the motions. Absolutely, and absolutely. Um, and it's taken much longer uh, than I ever thought was going to be possible. However, I believe, as we record this on Monday morning, by the time you listen to this, which should be Tuesday sometime, um, it should be up. If not, it will be up at some Woo-hoo. point this week. So keep looking because it's well worth a listen. There you go. I will be obviously telling people when it's up, but I don't know either. So we just we, we just get told it's yes. up and then off we go. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's come back to the other side. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. With a touch of Merely Bell down under with some social media roundups of all things archers and damn dum like. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. I mean, I was eight years old, interesting, the same age as the uh, Dragon King's daughter when she comes out of the sea. But um, well, what was happening to me when I was eight years old was that I was at the hands of a paedophile in, um, in a classroom for a year. And... Awesome. Yeah. Um, for me... I well, and I think the reason that I somehow managed to to win in the end is that for me it's about an economy of the three things that bring a song together. Catch up with me speaking to friends and interesting people every Friday afternoon on Friday Fifteen, which you can get, of course, from a podcatcher of your choice. Hello, I'm Lucy, and this is Walkie Talkie. I walk my dog, Basil, uh, pretty much every day in a foresty bit of London. Um, I have been doing so for about four years, and I meet people that, as a dog walker, you talk to people. Um, If your dogs get on, you tend to just, you say, which way are you going, can I come with you? and you just sort of amble along and you can end up having the most extraordinary conversations. Partly because uh, you are walking side by side and facing front, so there's no embarrassing eye contact. If things get a bit heavy, if someone starts talking about something that they find emotional or difficult, then you can always divert your attention onto the dogs and relieve the tension a little bit. We've seen, as a group of dog walkers, we've seen um, people get pregnant, have children. We've seen people whose dogs have become ill and died and the owner says, oh, I can never have another one. And then in a couple of months time, they appear with a puppy and everyone's delighted to see them. And um, we've seen people's marriages break down, new romances start. It's a lovely way to start your morning. 
it never fails to give me something something nice to think about something interesting to think about even if it's not nice and having a dog is a sort of a a universality really the people aren't all like me as I hope you'll realize over the course of the series Today, Millie Bow here. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, I have never heard of Hardeep Singh Kohli, but I think I'm just a little bit in love. What a lovely man, and so insightful, and a fabulous co-host with Royfield. So thank you very much to everyone who brought that to us, because I really enjoyed that. And now to slightly sadder things, we did discuss on Facebook um, who saw... Kirsty, who saw that coming, and we were, of course, talking about the miscarriage. Fiona Siobhan Powell said, no, didn't see it coming. But as I shed a tear, I reflected that second trimester carriages are like that. One minute, all is well, and you think you're past the danger zone. Next minute, it's all going wrong. Having experienced it myself, like millions of women and no doubt thousands of TA listeners... I can contest that this story brought back very sad memories and was utterly true to life. Terribly sad. I do hope that the scriptwriters have something in place to show Kirsty and Tom grieving and having some ritual guided by others to help them grieve. It was, for me, a lovely midwife who encouraged me to name the baby and have a little ceremony. This was back in the Dark Ages when hospitals etc. did nothing. I believe many modern hospitals have little areas and ceremonies for miscarriages as well as stillbirths. Poor Kirsty, a truly sad experience. Thank you so much for sharing that, Fiona, and I did ask her permission before uh, reading that on to the podcast. And I also thought it was very true to life and very sad. And yes, you're right, many of us have been there, and uh, we, so we really understand how difficult that is for both her and Tom. We also talked about the loss of Sarah Coward, who played Caroline Sterling. And Robert Dwyer Joyce said, I loved Caroline. Sarah Coward played her so brilliantly. She was all understated upper-class British accent and beef bourguignon, R.I.P. Connie Nolan said, when I first started listening in the 1980s, I thought the character she played was a stuck-up cow. Then I realised she was a great actress to provoke that response, R.I.P. There are others, but let's finish with Ruth Pearl. My early memories of the archers are of the friendship and interaction of Caroline and Shula. R.I.P. And the reason I think that's a really good one to end on is, of course, that friendship uh, was steadfast throughout the years. So, yep, good pick up there. Uh, We also uh, put up a reference to Clary um, and wondering if she will ever learn... And Zoe Picton said, finding the storyline very annoying, seems we've heard it too many times before, think Clary is much more on the ball than she was portrayed today. Uh, Witherspoon said, she's otherwise a very sensible person, note her good advice to Pat, but has a blind spot with her husband. She refuses to believe he's a corner-cutter schemer until consequences hit her in the face. 
She then gets angry but repeats her behavior. See Freud, repetition compulsion. And Caroline Moss said, I've checked her at B&B, TripAdvisor, etc., and there's still no accounts for Grange Farm in Ambridge. So if someone could just nip round and have a quick word with Clary, there's still time for her to see sense. She'll give you a nice slice of Madeira with your kappa. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. And we also posted up a link, uh, which I must admit I got from the his wonderful nest, Kerry Davis, uh, for um, an article about Lucy V. Freeman and her new podcast. So that's there's a link there on our Facebook page. And uh, it's actually really interesting reading. I think if you don't know about it, you should go read now because I certainly learned a lot about Lucy. And uh, my warmest wishes, of course, go to her. We have also been active on the forum talking about similar issues largely. So if you would like to get involved with us, either on the uh, forum or on Facebook page, I hope by now you know how to find me and Yoko Bear. We are on Facebook and every other Dumpty Dum listener who signed up to the forum. Uh, and you can talk about Kirsty's baby or where else you've seen the archers, uh, the actors from the archers. You can talk about any of those issues and you can talk about it with friends. You can also sign up for Tractor and get our latest statistics. So all the good stuff. Until next time. Hooroo. Millie Bell, thank you for that. That was Thank you, Millie Bell. Awesome. Lickety split and all of that. Um, Lucy. We didn't mm. have any of these last week as well. I tell uh, you, we had to like just like talk about some real crap older just to fill the podcast <laughs> up. I'm telling you, <laughs> there's, there's no tweets. And you week. find that such a struggle, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed that I had that? Yes, <laughs> yes, uh, yes. That that uh, that jibe was well, well <laughs> was well aimed in my direction. <laughs> Go on, give us some tweets. Uh, John Porter. Pie in a pint. He was talking about Jennifer and her catering. Three words, Jennifer. Iceland prawn ring. <laughs> mm-hmm. That always makes me kind of just the idea of that is just so appalling. Anyway, um, Katie Swift. Poor Henry. Soup again. Does he know what solid food tastes like? He never even got that tuna bake. <laughs> Poor Henry. I know when she said, oh, Henry loves a bowl of leek and potato soup when he comes in from school. No, he doesn't. He wants a bit of cake. That's what children want when they're coming from school. Not sodding grey vegetable soup. Madness. Anyway, David Absalom, who's at British Pictures, said, Traditionally, children in Ambridge don't speak from the age of six until the post-GCSE piss-up. Henry (laughs) is now six. I like tradition. This is very true, yes. I think everybody is thinking. Now, the next person is a new to me person on Twitter. And this is the first podcast of ours he's listening to. Uh, James, uh, who is at maybe JT. And um, he has he said he he didn't listen to the podcast or be a caller in because he gets too angry about the archers because he loathes Jill and Henry with such a passion. But he was replying to somebody else and he said, Jill Archer is not played by an actress. It's the Gillatron 5000 and it is <laughs> randomised intonation. <laughs> um, that's Nikki harsh was beyond belief. And, and, I, and <laughs> I think that's just... <laughs> and Royfield laughing his head off then was obviously a big moment of your imagination. He was not doing that. Uh, Nikki Edwards uh, was talking about um, Jazza 
and his uh, philosophical cheering up to Tom and just put Mac Yoda, which I very much liked. Um, uh, Tsar Chris. How many had, tweets uh, you got this? Are you making know, up for... You, Jesus. Yes, I am. All right. Tsar uh, Chris had Pat talking to Henry and saying, you've got mummy and me and granddad. Henry, put that knife down. <laughs> and Christine Adgo said, anyone affected tonight by Miranda's story needs to start shopping in Waitrose. Sunday the 12th had Lillian and Miranda, otherwise known as Gin and Bitter Lemon, which is, uh, yes, Miranda is the ultimate bitter lemon. And Julian Smith has a knock-knock joke for us, Roy, so I will be asking you to do the other part. Knock-knock. Who's there? Rob. Rob who? Ah, how soon we forget. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. And that's the end. Oh, that was good. That was well done. Well done, Tweet of the Week person. Awesome smashing. (laughs) Right, um, we have a crisis, folks. Have Have you heard about this crisis, Lucy? Oh, God. Have we? Well, listen, it's not a crisis you need to lose any sleep over. It's not like the, the end of liberal oh, democracy oh, throughout the Western I've world. Just had, I've just... Listen, listen, listen. It's the British Podcast Awards launch. Yes, I know. Go on. What do you mean, yes? You... No, go on. Talk your talk. Say what you're going to say. No, I've just found out about it. How do we end? Oh, my God. February the 5th. We've missed it. Sod it. <sighs> oh, yeah. no. They, entries close on Monday the 6th of March. Yeah. I knew we hadn't missed it at all. Okay. All right. Go on. My dad wrote porno is going to win everything, isn't it? Why? Because you can't, we really can't win it. every category. That's true. Go on. So, man the barricades, give a stirring speech, tell people to to go to that website and nominate us. I go don't know. I, yes, go to that website and nominate us. I don't well, know anything well, about I'll tell it. You I'm what, I'll, why don't you click on the link, read how you need to be submitted or nominated whilst I talk about the crisis which's happening on dumdum.com. Yes, sorry. Com. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. I'll do that. Right. dumdum.com folks. Um it's a, a website which uh, you go there and it pertains to this podcast and uh, to the archers. Now, <laughs> we have stuff on there, new stuff. And one of them is Dumpty Dogs. So if you go on to the homepage, um, each Dumpty Dog that has been um, so given that hashtag on the Twitters is going to have their own page. And Cosmo, because he's got nothing else to do with these times, he's not jetting around the world, he's actually collating them all. And then I whack them up. So we've got Angus Haggis, then we've got Miss Alliance's Two Pooches on there as well. So if you've submitted a Dumdy Dog on the Twitters, you'll find it actually eventually on dumdydom.com. Is this that... the crisis? No, that no, that's okay. that's the... what's the opposite of a crisis? A really good thing. Exactly. So that's the really oh. good thing. The crisis is the fact that the forum like tumbleweed. Now the tum it needs oh. love. It needs you to go on there and just say something, say anything, as long as it's kind of archers related. There's even a section, if it's not archers related, you can even put it down. If you want to rail against the fall of liberal democracy uh, throughout the Western world, the fact that the the Front National are leading the polls in France about uh, the rising tide of racism in Eastern Europe, you can go on to the any other business section and talk about that. So 
if you just got stuff that you need to get off your chest, please go to dumdydum.com, go into the forum. Now, Tractor. Tractor is chugging along. Tractors probably don't chug. But anyway. They do chug. That's exactly what they do. Do they? Smash it. I was All just right. thinking what a good uh, analogy that was. Yes. All right. So, Tractor is on there. Now, I need you good listener don't just go and pin yourself to the map that's awesome smashing and super and all of that but get involved if there's somebody close by you and you see oh you know they're only five miles down the road why don't you go pin them a little tweet send them a little facebook dm and whatever and say let's meet up and have a coffee and talk about the archers because you know what there's scant else other positive things going on in the world right now. So just like indulge yourself in your passion. Get onto Tractor. And unless you are like the one uh, dum-de-dum listener who's pinned themselves in Norway. Or you are the one person who's pinned themselves in, in Germany. Okay, well, they've got reason for not taking it any further. But if you're somebody who is in... I don't know. The bloody Bay Area of San Francisco. That's a bad example. That's me. Sorry. <laughs> if you happen to be a dum-de-dum listener who's in Glasgow, holy bloody camoli. There's about eight of you. Get it sorted. Right. This podcast is about bringing people together. Now, Lucy, have I filled enough for you to find out how we can actually go win this award? Because you know what? I want to yes. turn up in my best bib and tucker and give yeah, a yeah. rousing speech. Go. Yeah, but Roy Field, I can't tell which category we come under. Uh, I think it has to be TV. So it's like we're talking hey, about... TV, it's... film and books. Yeah, it has to be that. Which means we're going to lose to my oh. dad wrote a porno if it's books. Because on iTunes, we're in the TV section anyway, because there isn't a radio section. There isn't a radio section where you comment on the radio. We're anomalous. No. So I had to put we're us in, in TV. Anomaly section. Oh, okay. All right, then. Well, I'll submit an entry, and then I'll tell you when it's up, everybody, and then you can all click on it and nominate us. No, but this is, a, right. ser- this is a serious thing, though, folks. Right. I know that was my serious voice. It didn't sound it. No, it didn't at all. It sounded like oh. you were playing this thing for laughs, Lucy. <laughs> God help us if I don't take but Dumpty Dum seriously. Where would we be? Listen, <laughs> right? There are thousands of <laughs> listeners throughout the globe, right, who are viscerally Ten a part of this. Of exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Look at all the work that Millie Bell does in Australia. I know. Right? This award isn't, isn't for you and me. It's for, oh. it's for Millie Bell. It's for Cosmo. No, it's, it's for Witherspoon. It's for Blind Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> this award isn't just for us because we're not going to win it. But anyway. <sighs> this nomination so isn't just best, for us then. Away. But it isn't just for us though, is it? The nomination. No. It's for Jacqueline Berteau in Brittany. Yeah. It's for Bernie Maguire in Madrid. Yes. It's for Vicky Cole in Kenya. Yes. And it's your for... never-ending mission to get into our pants. Who's? I'm not going <laughs> to Kenya. Cole. No. What's the matter with you? <laughs> uh, Lucy, she's a happily married woman. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, no, it's just... I can't believe the insinuation. Just because you like somebody doesn't mean that you need to have or want to have sexual congress with them. I like you. I couldn't think of anything more 
distasteful than for you and I to roll around. But I like you. <laughs> all right. Let's go on, shall we? No. Sorry, I did. That came out all slightly wrong. I I up, I up the ante. You really I, didn't. No, I would say that. Was I went to twelve off, in but... terms of anything more distasteful because I think you're a lovely human being, and I quite often marvel at your insight and your emotional intelligence and and everything. Sorry, that came all out all wrong. There's nothing going on between myself and Vicky Cole. She's in Kenya. I'm in San Francisco. It's all good. We're just Distance friends. Does normally stop you, Royfield? Can I just say? Anyway, go on to dumdydum.com, <laughs> folks, and please let's bring that forum to life. And if you've got a dumdy dog, a dumdy diddler, a dumdy mog, um, hashtag them up on the Twitters, and then Cosmo will do his thing, and then he's funneling them over to me, and then I'm whacking them. Our up. next thing will be if you have any plumbing requirements, we're doing dumpty drain. <laughs> funny you should say that actually but this this, this lovely african-american gentleman came round and unblocked our drains the other day oh he, he, he was a lot of fun but that's a conversation for another time now um folks <laughs> we are i can't wait to hear about no no he just he just come back from bora bora i kid really? you not yeah 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 he came back from Bora Bora and I said, do you have any adventures? And he said, oh, we went on this schooner and blah, blah, blah. And he says, there's one thing I'll say about the people from the Pacific. They're either incredibly drop dead, unfeasibly beautiful or just fat. He said, it's one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was a character. But anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly on, folks, there's a couple of ways you can help keep our ramshackle podcast on the road. We might not win any awards, but you know what? Right, we deserve a little bit of help every now and then, maybe on a monthly kind of stipend that you want to throw us our way by. You can just help us by donating. Hit that donate button on our website. Or if you'd like to commit to a proper ongoing relationship with Lucy and I, you can maybe go on to patreon.com where you, well, you can, can marry us both. Who knows? Neither of us are actually married, are we? No. Ooh. But I'm so distasteful, nobody would want to. <laughs> that came out all wrong. You know, I was just, yeah, I was yeah, caught yeah. in a moment and then... <laughs> Go on to <laughs> patreon.com and um, each time I post a show, um, it takes $2 from your credit card and then wax it into our let's save our website from not being hacked again fund. Ah, which reminds me, somebody whose name escapes me sent me um a link to an article found on the bbc millions of websites have been hacked have you heard about this yes it was um nz quinn yes yes of course of course our friend in new zealand i need to go because it's the government's meeting i'm I'm wrapping this up right so um help us uh by doing that now um going moving swiftly on Remember, folks, is two, you can get in contact by sending us a voice message via SpeakPipe on our website. It's the little red tabby thing. Or you can call us on, I'm going to say this slowly, 02030313105. Because some people can't uh, take that if I kind of say at normal speaking speed to leave us a telephonic message. On social media, specifically Twitter, you can find us where we're at. Dumbly Dumb Me, I'm at Royfield. Harry is at Sandwiches. Lucy is... 
at Lucy V Freeman on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. Go there, type in Dumdy Dum, get in with the fun. I think that's just about it. Lovely. Toodaloo. Bye. Let's uh, start with where you're from. Calcutta. Which part? I'm adopted. I'm not really Indian. <laughs> I'm starting to remember. Saru, you're a beautiful boy. You're very proud of yourself. A life I'd forgotten. Are you okay? I had another family. A mother. A brother. I can still see their faces. What happened? I have to find my way back home. How long were you on the train? A couple of days. A couple of days. Take a lifetime to search all the stations in India. Do you have any idea what it's like? How every day my real brother screams my name. I always thought that I could keep this family together. I need you, Saru. What if you do find home and they're not even there? And you just keep searching. I don't have a choice. What was she like? Beautiful. Every night I imagine that I'm walking those streets home and I know every single step of the way. And I whisper in her ear. I'm here. Hello, Dumpty Dumbers. Naked Fingers here again. Um, I'm. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sorry, I think I forgot to say bollocks.